and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hey everybody, I'm here with my guest today, Diana Perez. And Diana is the host of a podcast named It's Not About Me. It's Not About Me is about self-healing and life experiences that mold us, as well as connecting with one another. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. I am excited to be on your podcast, which I also have listened to and I'm a fan of as well. Can you tell me a little bit about what led you to want to do a podcast? Yeah. So I actually saw a free course on Facebook about starting a podcast and I sent it to my cousin because my cousin's been talking about starting a podcast for years. So the first person I thought of was her. I was like, I, I got to send this to her. She needs to see this. It's free. That'll give her what she needs so she can finally get started and the first day that the course begun, um, she sent it right back to me and she said, you need to do this with me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I did it with her. And even the first couple of days, I was like, am I really going to do a podcast? I was like, I don't know if this is my calling. Like, am I supposed to do this? But then by day three, I was like, you know what? I can do this. I should do this. Yeah. And yeah. And one of the big reasons why I decided to do it was because Openness for me has been like a difficult thing my mm -hmm. whole life. Like I've been guarded my whole life because of my environment and circumstances and such. And I just thought, you know what? This is a great opportunity for me to be open because it forces me to talk about things and it forces me to get deeper knowing that people are going to listen. And it's been such a blessing because from the moment that I started recording my first episode to now, there has been so much growth in myself and I can see the difference of, of what I'm willing to say and it's crazy. It's been, it's been a great growth. That's amazing. I am so glad you started. So Diana, you talk a lot about different perspectives and different vantage points. And I think that's so important for us to remember. Um, I recently put, like, remembered that there's a picture of an old lady versus a young lady. And you can see both. It's like just a visual illusion. But Sometimes I feel like, you know, if I see an old lady when I'm looking at this drawing, but like my spouse sees a young lady or my kids see a young lady, um, we can defend our point of view so much, but it really is um, different perspectives, different vantage points. And I know that you go into that a little bit. Um, so do you want to share some more about um, what you talk about with your listeners? Yeah. So... Perspective is huge, especially when it comes to healing, which is what I like to talk about most because that's the whole point of my podcast. Uh -huh. And that's such a good example, like the old lady and the young lady, because when I see that, it reminds me of me and my mom, which is where it all comes down to. Like I grew up in a single parent household, never met my father, grew up with my mom and, and my sister. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, you know, there's so much that you don't see because you haven't experienced life. You're not an adult yet. Yeah. So when I was young, I just had my own perspective. I couldn't see past myself. So I was just thinking, you know, 
of all the things that I needed that I didn't have in my home. And then when I got older mm-hmm. and I became an adult and I, I worked and, and I understood what it took to raise a kid, I was able to see my own situation through my mother's point of view. And it flipped my entire perspective of my whole life because now as an adult, I'm like, wow, before I would think, wow, my mom didn't give me some things that I needed. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I'm like, wait a second, she gave me everything she could have possibly given me. You can't expect so much from one person, you know, especially when a family, you need two people and it was just my mom. So it, Mm -hmm. it completely changed the way that I looked at my own life. And it goes from kind of like a a sad perspective to a a, a more grateful perspective. Yeah. That's, that's amazing to have that shift in view. I mean, I feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, as children, like we're always expecting our parents to be perfect. And then like, Mm -hmm. as we grow, we're like, Oh yeah. Like they had so much going on themselves that we didn't really Mm -hmm. see when we were children. And exactly. Yeah. I think that, um, yeah, that's just something that I really feel is so important to, um, start for me and my own healing. Like I know I have like some general generational legacies that I talk about a little bit, um, which I haven't really discussed much. I feel like on the podcast, I mean, I go into on every intro about, um, as a mom, for example, like we have, we can influence other generations and, mm-hmm. and, and we don't know how our work as a mom or as a person, like maybe the seeds that we plant we won't necessarily see the growth until years later or maybe different generations. And, um, but it doesn't diminish like what we teach. And so I think now that I'm a mom, I think about, okay, how did my mom respond and how is that something that I can improve on? And it's just a different vantage point, which is, I think, so Mm -hmm. fascinating in life. Um, now, Diana, I know you talk a lot about fear. You had an episode about fear, and I really liked the examples that you gave. Um, can you tell us some more about that? I'd like to talk um, more about that topic. Yeah. And I love, it's funny because when we heard each other's podcast for the first time and you messaged me, you're like, oh, you talk about fear, me too. <laughs> and then I saw your, I heard yours and I was like, oh my gosh, she talks about fear, but she talks about it like from the brain perspective. That's so cool. Yeah. So same, same for me when I heard your episode, I was like, oh yes, yes. So we're starting with fear. Yes. We're, <laughs> we're fear, fear educators teaming up. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And, and it's such an important thing to talk about um, just when you're talking about life and healing and stuff but mm-hmm. but I love that you go into the the more you know function of the brain and and how it works and and the different parts of the brain and how they kind of help us assess fear and how to respond mm-hmm. um, because I feel like we have as human beings we have this this instinctual thing like there's certain things that we know we're supposed to be afraid of like if we see a scorpion or a snake we have this instinct that that is something we shouldn't approach because it's a threat and in the same way in in that same kind of concept our brain works the same way with emotional fears which is what I talk about and and these are fears that we learn these emotional fears are fears that we learn depending on our environment and depending on how the people around us respond to certain things. And I think that's so huge because just the fact that 
people can be perceived as a threat Mm -hmm. based on how you respond to someone else. That's so important to know because I think people forget how powerful they are sometimes, how much we affect each other. We kind of just don't even realize like that our words are so heavy and our actions are so heavy. And so coming from a kid's perspective, you know, when when we're talking about kids and and our parents, Uh sometimes our parents say things to us that they don't realize how negative it is towards us, especially because they're adults and adults don't feel the same way that kids do. They're not as sensitive as kids. And so kids will hear these words or they'll see their mom and dad do something and it's like, oh, that's threatening. Like they feel like that's Mm -hmm. threatening. And so they learn how to kind of um, behave in that environment to avoid those threats. And that kind of causes a a distance between like kid and parent. Yes. And that's just an important thing to understand as a parent. I think I'm, I don't, I'm not a mom, but as, as you were talking about when you, when, as you're a mom now and you think about the things that your mom did, like I think about those things mm-hmm. when I think about having future children, like maybe I should not react this way or let me be a little bit more careful about the things that I say. Not that we're going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but, but it's good to have that information. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, it, it reminds me also of like uh, the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Would they talk about it sometimes mm-hmm. in like in some of my nursing classes and stuff, but like, um, what is so safety is on the bottom and then what is it on the top? I think self-actualization. And then you have all these other, mm. um, you know, um, steps in the pyramid, but safety is mm-hmm. on the bottom. And if you don't meet safety, then you cannot keep moving up to, you know, uh, belonging and self-actualization and all of that. Um, and I think as children, um, when you have that fear response always elicited or frequently elicited, you do have that safety need unmet because that's just as people, we're animals, really. I mean, we're like very mm-hmm. educated animals. and. Um, mm-hmm you know, when we don't feel safe, then it kind of just, that's all that matters. That's that survival part of us. Mm. Diana, um, share with us a story that inspired you to spread mental health awareness. I mean, I know you're so vulnerable um, on your podcast and I just love that you have this um, goal to spread what you've learned to other people. Yeah. Um, I feel like for a, a big part of my life, I feel like a, 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 I felt a calling to, to kind of teach people or to promote healing. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that I just have in my mind constantly. And, and I just think it's so like perspective is a huge thing that I think about. I think that perspective is something that, that we lack mm-hmm. a lot of times. And, and we do tend to make situations about us, which is hence the podcast name, not about me, because it is not about me. Like when we're talking about relationships with other people, it it's about all of us. Yes. And in order to for in order for everyone to move forward, we need to understand that we all affect each other and we need to treat each other more gently and more fragile because we do forget how sensitive we can be sometimes and we're so careless with each other sometimes. And and yeah, that's something that I'm passionate about. Just like keeping in mind your person, like whether it's your partner or your friend or your parent or whatever family member, Mm -hmm. think about that person. Think about the world through that person's perspective. Don't hold so much against someone because we all struggle with so many things. And like, there's so many things that we don't talk about that we carry, whether it be like 
deeper wounds or just a bad day or a bad moment, or it could be as surface level or as deep as, as it can get. But I think that we forget how much somebody can carry and we expect so much from someone. And it's, it's that expectation is just like unrealistic. We cannot meet these unrealistic expectations where we are going to be imperfect and we are going to mess up and we are going to say something bad sometimes or have a bad attitude one day. It's mm-hmm. just, we're affected by so many things. And when you start to release those expectations from other people and you start to um, see them for, for those struggles and see them through a different set of eyes, a more deeper set of eyes, like maybe I can't see your struggle, but I know that there's something there it makes it more about the other person. And then it gives an opportunity to actually give and receive love, which is what we were meant to do in the first place. So yeah, I talk a lot about that. It's just something that I'm just super passionate about. And just my own self, I feel like I have so many wounds that I haven't healed because I haven't verbalized them and I haven't let them out of my system. I'm, I'm definitely the type of person to internalize and to repress. And all of that has affected me my whole life. And I just didn't want to be that way anymore. So I knew that I had to start doing something to heal myself, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to be open and to be vulnerable. And hopefully in me taking these steps, other people can relate and say, you know what, if Diana can do it, because I mean, I'm telling you, like, I was super guarded. Like the fact that I'm even like, even talking Uh about this is a huge, like milestone. Like if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's great. I think that that is such a, a testimony to like how we, when we are working and practicing on something and like you're growing those neural pathways in your brain and mm-hmm. getting, making them stronger. That's awesome. I think that it reminded me as you were talking about um, this time that I was at, like it was like a retreat that I did a while ago and we had to write down a uh, negative thoughts or like, I guess like negative self-talk. Um, and mm-hmm. so they gave us a few minutes to do that. And I wrote down like way too much. Cause I feel like I'm always have these tapes running in my head. And then mm-hmm. after that, they said, okay, now you have to write every single word on an individual block or a brick. And, um, so I had like, I don't know, it was at least 15 of them. And they said, well, you have to carry them around for the rest of the day. And I was like, I should not have written down this many words. It was at a hotel. So I just looked ridiculous. I mean, all of us looked ridiculous, but like, this was when my oldest was, um, just a baby and we had planned to meet up with her and my husband, um, and she wanted me to pick her up, but when she saw me walking out with all these blocks, but I couldn't pick her up because I had all these blocks that I was mm-hmm. holding, and I had to like set down my blocks in order to be there for her, like to pick her up. And mm-hmm. I thought that was like just a good visual, like after it was done, and we had to reflect on it as to, yeah, I mean, I can carry these blocks, and we do so many times like carry all this negativity with us, but when we set them down. We just have a lighter load. We feel more free to be ourselves mm-hmm. and, you know, and to be there for other people. Um, so it's just, um, I'm so glad that you're able to, to inspire others with what you're doing and having that ripple effect of love. I mean, like we talk about so much of you know, love mm-hmm. is an action. It's not just a noun. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a, a as a mom or as a, a woman or, you know, as anyone, we can say, mm-hmm. you know, this is like, I, I love you or I do these, but it's really in the action of 
what we're doing mm-hmm. that other people are seeing. Um, so Diana, um, you know, I want to touch base on your latest podcast episode. You talked about worth. And I think that's so important to um, talk about with our listeners because I know sometimes I struggle with self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big thing for me too. It's like another calling that I have is just for people to understand that they have worth. And and that's a huge one for me too. Like I, like I said in my episode, fortunately, it's not something that I've struggled with. And the only reason that I have not struggled with is a testament to the Lord. Because if I didn't grow up in a Christian household, if I didn't understand my place in the world and, you know, the fact that there is a higher being that I come from, I don't think I would have ever gotten to that place of self-worth because mm-hmm. so many people that grow up in the same situation as me, single parent household, no father mm-hmm. around, abandonment issues, all these issues come up and, and self-worth is a hard thing to to attain when you feel like your parents are not there. That's that's just like a, a that's um, an effect, like a psychological effect that you can have as a child growing up in that kind yes. of environment. And I feel very blessed that Fortunately, the one thing that I did have was the Lord and my my Christianity, mm-hmm. and that was what led me through. I, I never had an issue with that because I just I understand the world, and I'm able to see the world for what it is, and and I'm able to understand that just like every other creation on this earth, I am a creation mm-hmm. as well, and I have life, and to me, life is the most valuable thing that there is. And the fact that I have life and I can breathe life, that is already worth mm-hmm. because life is worthy. So yeah, unfortunately, it's something that people sometimes are told that they're not worthy by you know parents or other family members or close friends or teachers, any adult figure. They might tell someone you're worth nothing or sometimes you feel like you're worth nothing because you were abandoned or sometimes you feel like you're worth nothing because you haven't been able to accomplish something that somebody else has, you know, it, it can come from any voice, including your own voice. But, but like I say in my episode, it's not something that can be taken away from you. It's something that you had the moment you mm-hmm. were born. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that is just so powerful, especially, you know, when I look out into nature, I mean, I talk a lot about that. I feel like that's one of my back roads. I talk a little bit about like back roads and highways and um, highways for me mm-hmm. are like frustration and anxiety, like mental highways and um, mental mm-hmm. back roads are, okay, what can I do to change this um, pathway that's happening? So for me, like gratitude, um, compassion and mindfulness. And I feel like for me, mm-hmm looking out into nature is part of that mindfulness. And I, over the past year or so, as I've been practicing that more, I notice how there's so many parallels to life with, it's mm-hmm. just, it's fascinating. Like we have the seasons mm-hmm. and um, there's times where the leaves are all on the trees and they're beautiful. And then there's times in the fall where they change colors. And then there's times of, you know, um, just of winter of bleakness and rest. And then it comes back in the spring and it's, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think there's so many, I'd like to do like just an episode on nature itself. Cause I, yeah. I, I love all those yeah. parallels. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, I love that. I find that to be true as well. There's so many things mm-hmm. that I've learned 
just by watching the earth and how the yeah. earth works. And something that I realized recently, there was a point where I was going through a lot of anxiety this year. It's something that I've been dealing with up and down for the past mm-hmm. couple of years. And and I moved to a new state this year. And it was like a whole story where my best friend, um, I, I came to move in with my best friend and her husband because she was pregnant. And then she got uh, her water broke mm-hmm. at 28 weeks. They got rushed mm-hmm. to the hospital. She ended up staying there for six and a half weeks because they, they injected her and the baby fortunately stayed mm-hmm. inside her room and they were able to give birth at 34 weeks. But for six and a half weeks, I was taking care of the home. I was taking care of the animals. I was you know, doing all the household stuff and I was by myself most of the time. And so anxiety crept back in and uh, it was like such a mm-hmm. difficult time. But one of the things that I noticed in, in you know, the, those six and a half months that I was, or not six and a half months, six and a half weeks, um, I started to notice a lot of yellow and black. And like, I, when I see a lot of the same thing, I'm like, okay, um, I, I need to learn something from mm-hmm. this. Right. And so I would see yellow and then I would see black and I would see yellow and I would see black and I would see yellow and I see black. And I started to notice it everywhere. And I'm like, what does this yellow and yeah. black mean? And so I, I Googled it. I was like, yellow uh-huh. and black. And what Google told me was that yellow and black make okay. the color green and green is the color that signifies oh, uh-huh. life. And so I was like, wow, this is mind blowing because when people think about yellow, they think about positivity and the sun Mm -hmm. and light. And when people think black, they think darkness and hard times. And it's like, wow, we need both things to have green, to have life. And life consists of both of those things. And that was so mind blowing to me. I was was in awe. I'm like, wow, something as simple as two colors coming together to make the color green. Like how metaphoric Uh is that? My mind's blown right now too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very true. Like, cause we do, we need, uh, yeah. Like I, I think us humans so much want just sunlight all the time and we can you know, mm-hmm. be frustrated when it's a cloudy day or a rainy day or, or whatever that mm-hmm. might be, but that, that, that has its time and place too. And there's learning that ha- like, it's, yep. It's a cycle. It's yes. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any animals that you have or like uh, any nature type things that you've noticed? I know you um, said something about birds flying in the sky. Um, is there any mm-hmm. like particular one that you um, identify with or that you want to learn more about? Um, well, here I, I okay. just moved to Tennessee and I, I was living in Florida before. So Florida, you've got yeah. basic birds, you know, there's nothing, nothing crazy going on in Florida, but in Tennessee, there's a lot of birds that I have never seen. And so I've been kind of trying to Google them and say, what bird is this? Like, what? I have uh-huh. never seen this bird before, but my current bird, um, is the red cardinal. Like every time I come out, especially because of the time that I've been in right now with like battling anxiety every time I go outside I see a red cardinal and for me that red cardinal symbolizes like you know what yes in due time in due time you will get through this in due time this will be over and you'll move on mm-hmm. to the next step so right now for sure the red cardinal just signifies that's, that. yeah I you know I'm that's so crazy you mentioned that because the red cardinal is also for me too I feel like such a like it, it nice. is a calming bird and then when you see it it just mm-hmm. there's something about just I don't know. Yeah. Like, like in due time, like you, it's okay. It'll be okay. I, I struggle to talk about worse. I struggle to talk about, um, negative thoughts sometimes. Like if I can absolutely have something written out and I, I can think about it and 
you know, just talk about what I wrote out. But for me to actually, Mm -hmm. you know, on the spot say, okay, here's what I'm going to say about what I think about myself. Like, I don't know if I could do that. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. as for for listeners, for our listeners, like, how would you start? Like, if you don't really even know how to start accepting yourself, like what, what can you start to do to recognize that worth or, or is that something to get help with? Yeah. I mean, I think the best advice I can give is to look at yourself objectively because we know ourselves Mm -hmm. so well and to a degree it can be Mm. our downfall because we, we expect so much from our own selves and we set goals for our own selves that we sometimes don't meet. And, and you have to look at yourself from an outsider's perspective. Like you are a person just like everybody else. Like no one is more human than anyone else. No one is less human. You are human. I'm human. We are the same in that way. And if you can see value in anyone or even anything, because we're all, you know, we're all here on the earth, sharing the earth together. If you think that anything is valuable, especially another human, then by default, so are you because you're human too, you know? So it's like, you have to kind of stop looking at yourself with such, such, um, such like mm-hmm. high expectation. Just you, you, you don't need to do anything to earn value. You already have value just because you are alive and everybody, like I say in my episode, everybody truly is unique. Like even two people who grow up in the same environment come out completely different people and and have completely different points of view and completely different perspectives. And your perspective is valuable just like anybody else. You're here for a reason. There's a reason that we are all here and we all serve a purpose. And if you don't allow yourself to, to be valuable and to even think that you have a purpose and that you're here for a reason... Literally, we all suffer for that. We all suffer for every person that chooses not to share their story, for every person that chooses not to share their experience, for every person that chooses not to speak up and use their voice. Everyone suffers for it because imagine if all the great people that we know in history were like, nah, uh, I have a great idea, but I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to keep it to myself. The world that we live in would not even exist. We wouldn't have everything around us, everything around us has been made by human hands and you are human just like any other human that made those, anything that's around us. You have the same brain, the same capacity, the same capability. We're all the same, literally, we're all the same. So yeah, just remember that there's so, life is so much bigger and you are part of that bigger plan. You, you, you are part of that, that achievement that we need to make and we can't make it Without every single person. That's so well said. Like, I I absolutely agree. It reminds me one other just parallel to nature, because apparently that's what I (laughs) want to talk about a lot tonight, (laughs) um, is the butterflies, um, like the butterfly migration. And Mm -hmm. it's not just um, one butterfly that migrates, it's multiple like generations and multiple butterflies that make that journey possible. Um, so it's kind of like it ties into mm-hmm. just us all being one when you think of it in that way. Like I just mm-hmm. I I find them so symbolic in that sense of you know we're we're all part of this earth and we're all just you know doing the best we can and giving what God gave us mm-hmm. and and you know, doing what he called us to do and just, um, 
helping others out along the way in love. Exactly. And like when you said butterflies, you, you reminded me another just visual um, that I always think about too is just space and every single star in space. I always think like the space wouldn't be extravagant to look at if it was just one star shining. It'd be like, oh, there goes the mm -hmm. North Star again. You know, what makes the sky so beautiful and so captivating is the array of stars shining at the same time. And nobody looks and says, oh, wow, that star's cool, but that one's not. Like, they're all the same and they're all shining together in the sky. And that, that unity is what makes it so precious and so, so rare. And it's the same with us. We're like the little mm -hmm. lights on earth. Like if, if there was only one of us, it's like, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. there goes John. But like it's John doesn't make the earth. It's John and Julie and Amanda and Maria and fill in the blank with your name of choice. Like it's all of us that make the earth so yeah. captivating. That's amazing. That's so beautiful. So how can our listeners find your podcast? Like what links can I put in our show notes so listeners can um, find you? Yeah. So I don't have social okay. media for my podcast yet. So you can find me though. Um, my podcast title is It's Not About Me. I think there's someone else with that title. So my cover art is like a girl sitting on a bench looking towards the sky. Mm -hmm. It's like a more colorful one. Um, but I'm on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, okay. and Amazon. Thank you so much, Diana. I really appreciate our time together. And thank you for listening to us today. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. And remember that you are loved. Amen. Amen.